0: Hello, you are listening to the All Girls School podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Barrett, a graduate from an all women's college in Virginia. This podcast aims to highlight the diverse experiences and life journeys of graduates from all women's colleges. Listeners can expect to hear candid conversations about a wide variety of topics. This podcast strives to be in an inclusive space, so some guests may identify themselves as non-binary or trans. I hope you're ready because class is about to start. Hello, and welcome back to the All Girls School Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Barrett, and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, This episode, I'm really excited. We were just chatting about how I haven't seen her in almost 10 years, which is wild to think about. But today, I have Jasmine Grayson with me. Welcome. I'm excited to
1: have you. Can you just share your pronouns with us, if you don't mind? Yes. She, her. And for those who don't know, I got married. So last name used to be Williamson, now Grayson. Yes. Thank you. So she did
0: go to Mary Baldwin. I know i still going strong with the Mary Baldwin crowd. Uh, I do promise. <laughs> <laughs> I really do promise that I'm going to start having some guests from other schools. But, you know, I'm just really enjoying reconnecting with all of my Mary Baldwin friends. So, I mean, and it's been almost 10 years, so I'm really excited to have you. Me too. And I guess we'll just kind of jump in. Okay, sounds it, good. Yeah. Um. So, I've gotten into a rhythm to where um, some of the first things I ask my guests is, like, to go back in time. And just say, like, where you grew up and then kind of what you were like in high school. What were your (laughs) goals or interests, if you can remember? It's been
1: fun to hear everyone's different stories. That's so funny. I feel so old because high school was such a long time ago. But, yes, so I grew up in Portsmouth, Virginia. So, funny story, Victoria and I are, like, from the same area. I went to Icy North from high school, Go Greyhounds. And in high school, I really wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, and I ended up going to Mary Baldwin just like randomly. So I wanted to go to uh, Virginia Tech really, really badly, mm-hmm. and I got waitlisted. And one of my mom's friends had a father that was a part of our JRTC program, and he was like, "Hey." We're going to do a tour at Mary Baldwin. I was like, I don't even know what that is. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm on, like, the college tour anyway. So uh, I had already went to UVA. I had went to Virginia Tech, of course, JMU. And I was like, it's the area. So let mm-hmm. me check it out. And it was, like, their – I don't know exactly what it was called. But it was, like, their, like, summer camp or whatever with Bebel. Yeah. And so I ended up staying, I think, like overnight, and I got paired up with Sanders. What's her first name? I forget. Saunders? Yeah, Saunders. Oh, Liza? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I got paired up with her, and it was great. Honestly, I had so much fun, and that was my first time meeting Kashina Beckett, which ended up being, like, really one of my best friends. And the two of us just went through that experience. And I was just like, I love it here. It's a beautiful campus. All the women are super nice. They seem super empowered. And they're like talking about the program. It was like this great leadership program. I was like, oh, this is great. This is like what I need. They did not mention that it was very (laughs) (laughs) military-like. They didn't mention BMI at all so but she wasn't commissioning so she probably just wasn't thinking about it or you know maybe That's it was true, true. It was a recruiting tactic i'm not sure but <laughs> i was sold and i was just like oh mary Baldwin's was great and then they allowed me to fill an application and from there you know the rest is history
0: wow so you wanted to go to virginia tech i did was there like a particular reason
1: that like you were drawn to virginia tech initially I wanted to stay in state, and it was the only Virginia veterinary or pre-veterinary program.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I can relate. I wanted to go to William & Mary, and they waitlisted me. So, yeah. Jerks. Yeah, everything happens but for a reason. Very true. Very true. Um, So, I I do think it's funny that, like, you did the whole overnight experience and didn't even <laughs> realize
1: that it was a military program. Oh, my. So, look, they sold me. (laughs) Look, this is how bad it was. They sold me. They were like, hey, you should join the band. That's how me and Kashina ended up in band. (laughs) Because they were like, oh, band's great. That's where all the cool people are. You don't know how to play instruments, fine. We'll teach you. So that's how we ended up in cymbals. (laughs) Look, Kashina like we got God, okay? Like, Liza is the best salesperson ever because we were unexpected and we were like this is so great this is fantastic we're gonna do it and we're gonna have so much fun which we did so i guess it wasn't a lie
0: that's a good point i do think i saw liza got this cool job uh like new job opportunity and i think it involves marketing and <laughs> and
1: stuff like that <laughs> that's so i'm like surely that makes a lot of sense i can see it because <laughs> yes i was she put the wool over my eyes because I did not know. She did not mention BMI one time. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious.
0: So when did you find out it was like military
1: Oh, great, S great, program. great. When I showed up for, what was that, that first week that like no training. And it was like the worst week of my life. So we had wilderness, which was rough. They were like, hey, you can't have your phones. I'm like, what do you mean I can't have my phone? And then we came back from wilderness, and we went right into I don't know, like the hell week. And you know, I was just, what did I get myself into? It was rough. It was rough for me.
0: Oh man,
1: I had no clue.
0: <laughs> you didn't know. I did not imagine like having
1: absolutely no idea that like it was a military style program. I called my mom, and I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Oh man. How did your father feel about it once he found out that it was military he style? He was so excited. He wanted me to go to BMI anyway. And I told him no because I wasn't interested in that. And I was like, I called him. I was like, oh, you got your wish. <laughs> that's Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I, you might
0: have Brittany's story beat. Because I think at least Brittany knew it was a military style program. That's how she sold it to her parents.
1: Oh, but. no. <laughs> I was shocked. Very much shocked. So... Uh- Okay. Yeah. But once you were in it,
0: so once you were at Mary Baldwin, once you were in VWIL, how did you settle in? What
1: was your experience like? So the first month of being a no was rough. As one of my guests, a lot of growing pains, mostly because it was not what I thought it was going to be. A lot of changes in regards to being away from home getting used to a new schedule, having a lot of restrictions. So that was difficult. But once we got past that part and I got to know my sister knows, it was a lot of fun. And I liked the structure of having like mandatory study hours and like a force and function to be a better student and I don't know if I would have been able to get my scholarship if it wasn't for the first semester, first two semesters, V World, because they just put a lot of structure in my life that I think a new high school graduate needs to transition into college.
0: That's a good point. I was just thinking about that. Because I am like doing the program that I am for higher education, that's a good point that we did have so many things built in that at the time we probably took for granted, but now... Having those built-in study hours, I think, are very important, especially students I've noticed in general. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest thing that they have adjusting to in in college is, like, being disciplined Mm -hmm. and, you know, taking, carving out time to work on assignments and to study.
1: So, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it that way. And we had, what were they called? We had for classmen who kind of oversaw your academic. Peer advisors. Yeah, peer advisors. They're pretty good too because they like kinda walk you through, okay, this is what you should take, which is really beneficial. And I didn't realize how awesome that was until my brother was going through college. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have that. So he was doing everything on his own or was going through like um his like academic advisor. Mm -hmm. But at a large school like ODU, yeah. You only get so much attention. So it was like a struggle for him. And I was like, Damn, I never had that problem. Yeah, that's true. I I was a peer advisor, and I
0: remember having, I think it was Limerick, helping Limerick. Mm -hmm. They got these dry erase boards in the library, and she was like completely redoing everything. So we literally just wrote out everything in dry erase. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you said that the first year kind of set you up for getting your scholarship, so... Can you explain a little bit more about what scholarship you got and why you chose to go that route?
1: Yes. So I got a three-year Army scholarship. I applied for my freshman year in college, and I chose Army because my dad was Army. And I know I didn't want to do Navy, (laughs) and I just never considered the Air Force. So that's pretty much how it went. And I don't know, the Army life was just natural for me Mm -hmm. because I just grew up in it. Um, And I ended up getting it. And it was really, really great, even though I was kind of on the fence about it. Because I got active duty, which is great. But I was like, I don't know if I want to pursue the military. And then my dad was like, well, wait until, you know, the last moment. Because you can Mm -hmm. always, you know, request to go reserves. Yeah. And then I did. I waited and I was just like, you know what? Why not? You know, if I don't like active duty, then I can always transition to the reserve. So just having my options open. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would have done
0: if you had gone the
1: reserves path? Do you think you would have tried the veterinary route or maybe something else? Probably. But I think it would have been a rocky situation just being that the army paid for my college mm-hmm. and going from undergrad to graduate it would have been a lot of money and unless i would have got a scholarship i don't know if i would have been able to do it back to back Mm -hmm. or i would have been in a lot of debt on the back end and then trying to figure out how to make it work yeah i think that's true and also sometimes
0: i think like when it comes
1: to college we're still kind of
0: young even when we graduate some of us are like 21 22 Mm -hmm. and it's do we really know what we want to do so maybe it's kind of nice to have that safety net of I'll do active duty for four years and then if you know I don't like it
1: you know hopefully I will have figured out something that I might want to do. No absolutely I think being a a young 21 22 year old like going out into the world oh my goodness I could not even imagine doing that without a structured environment because I was kind of wilding out. (laughs) My first year out, I was like, I got its freedom. I got some money. The money part. You're like, I got a consistent paycheck and it's not bad. It's not (laughs) bad. And like, I don't have to worry about people telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It would have been hard Mm -hmm. to stay motivated.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I definitely agree. So was there anything... Within Mary Baldwin, like your experience there, that stands out to you, like as being one of your favorite parts. We were on the cross-country team, mm-hmm. so I'm sure being my teammate, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, gosh. Although you know, I-, I do have a great memory of all of us uh, for cross-country. It's when we were holding that like slow sign and we have a picture <laughs> of it. I don't, to that to this day, I just laugh every time I think about it.
1: Look, you, Amanda, me and the twins. Oh, it's such a funny combination. I don't know how how she dealt with all of us. I know she had a headache every day. Yeah. Yeah. Our love language was complaining. Very much so. With the ringleader, leader, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, she's going to love that.
0: She's going to be like, you said leader. So (laughs) even if it's like leading the complaining, (laughs) she heard the word. She's going to hear the word leader. But, yeah. um, And we did a Tough mutter
1: together. We did, yeah. And that was super fun. That was my first time doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then us training for it was also fun. hmm So. I remember doing the
0: Arctic Enema obstacle with you. Oh, my gosh. The one where it's like the ice water and they make you submerge and you have to go under the plank. And you were a little nervous, which, I mean, it's cold and you have to fully submerge and we did it together. And I just remember coming back
1: up felt like an eternity. Oh, my gosh. Look, I don't know how to swim that well. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this. And everyone was like, do I just try it out? And I don't know if you said I'll do it with you or how it ended up happening. But when I stuck my hand in the water, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> but then once I got out and like we started running again, I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So, But yeah, it was not yeah. my favorite at the time.
0: Yeah, and who would have thought that now
1: there's a trend of people just you doing what, yeah ice that? I wouldn't. I would not do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my favorite memory. Oh gosh, I mean, it's a lot of good memories at Mary Baldwin. I really had an enjoyable experience, Uh I think you were, you know, saying before that. Would I choose Mary Baldwin again? And definitely 10 out of 10. Even though I always consider going my life be like, if I went to an HBCU or went to a bigger co ed college or, you know, went to West Point, because I definitely think about that sometimes, but I don't think I'll be the person I am today and appreciate, you know, the community that I had at Mary Baldwin. Um, so. I don't know I mean again there are so many great things I mean everyone loved Apple Eve such a great experience mm-hmm. I would just say really will in general yeah. there's something special about shared hardship and women leaders in general women empowering other women is the only cadet all women cadet-led core that experience itself completely changed me as a person so like will. Uh, you know, as a subcomponent of Mirabal, went was probably the best experience.
0: No, I totally agree. Yeah, I think about that, too. What would have happened if I hadn't gotten waitlisted or went somewhere else? And yeah, I, I fundamentally don't think I would be the same person. So yeah, I wouldn't change it either. So this has been great. I haven't even had to look down at any of my questions. Okay, so you got your scholarship. You commissioned active duty. Can you kind of take me through what life has been
1: like after Mary Baldwin? Where yeah. have you been? What have you done? Yes. So funny, I think this is just like the story of my life. When I chose the core engineers, I thought it was like you say, you know, actually like doing like general engineering construction type work, project management. No. I was like doing like combat engineering, which I didn't know what it was until I got the welcome letter for our base officer leadership course. And I was like, what the heck is this? And then I got to Fort Leonard Wood and we're doing like 12 mile ruck marches. And I was just like, what did I get myself into? I thought this was like not combat arms. You were (laughs) duped again. Again, again, I need to do a better job reading or something. But so I got to Fort Leonard Wood. We're going through all the training and I'm just like, what in the world is going on? So I'm like, OK, I need to get out of the Army because this is not what I want. I want to really want to be a vet. And that's what I'm going to focus on. So I was kind of disgruntled going into my first duty station. I went to Fort Bliss, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I would say the first year was like kind of difficult because I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I enjoyed being in the Army, and I was eager to get started, but I didn't particularly like what I was doing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it didn't really hit me until I became a platoon leader and uh, an XO. XO really was, like, the best job that I had uh, when I was a lieutenant. I was the XO of a sapper company, and just having that experience of being, like, second in command and kind of just seeing, like, how the company ran. It was uh, a really awesome experience for me. Uh, and I was just like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah. Let me try it out as a captain and see if I still like it. And went back to Fort Leonard Wood for career course. Ended up getting my master's there. And that was great. And ended up going to Fort Bragg, now Liberty. And a very interesting experience. I went Airborne.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed.
1: <laughs> so I went airborne and that was actually pretty fun. I never had an interest before. Mm-hmm. And my husband was like, we need to go airborne. We need to go brag, And I was just like, OK, sure. I don't know what the <laughs> hype is about. And I didn't like it at first because I was kind of nervous about him. Like, who does this? Who just jumps out of an airplane mm-hmm. like this? And it wasn't until I actually started doing it with my unit and, like, seeing, like, the camaraderie and the pride and being airborne and being on Fort Bragg, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, a lot of people don't do this. And I just started to enjoy it more and more, and I got more comfortable jumping out of the aircraft. Um, And then I took command, and that was, again, the best and worst time of my life. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how people do more than one command. I was in command for 18 months, and it was, again, the, the best and worst time of my life because I learned so much about myself, and I learned a lot about the politics of the Army, and the soldiers are fantastic. Like, even with all the crazy soldier problems you get, mm-hmm. being with soldiers every day is just a phenomenal feeling, and I wouldn't do it again, but <laughs> it was a great experience. And then from there, I well, I'm now here at NGA working as a geospatial engineer. So waiting for the board to convene to figure out what's next for me. Ooh, fancy!
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you see yourself staying like within your branch, or yes? Yeah. So I was just talking to my mentor because he's field artillery, and he's like, oh, you should come over here to field artillery. No, I. <laughs> I just started liking being an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine, especially being combatants, I can't imagine doing anything else. So I really do enjoy the engineer regiment and everything that it has to offer. I think it just took me a while to understand our role, to understand what we really, really provide to the Army, mm-hmm. to really appreciate, you know, everything, especially all the hardship that goes along with it. But yeah, I really like it. And I'm hoping to eventually, you know, go into USAs, which is like what I wanted to do from the very beginning uh, so I could get that experience as well. So we'll see how life plays out. Yeah, that
0: would be cool. Yeah, I think it's really hard to understand how the army works and like what it does until you're in it. And even that even goes with the individual like branches and specialties. You could think... That it's going to be one way, but it's actually way more different than you thought. Or like even being officers, we're more generalists. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't usually we don't get the opportunity to specialize in something and we're constantly changing jobs. As soon as you get comfortable doing your job, you switch.
1: No, so. that's that's true for real, because when I was at Fort Bliss in Texas, I was with, you know, an armored unit. Mm -hmm. So very heavy mechanized, you know, a lot of equipment and then Fort Bragg, which is airborne. So you got to stay light and agile and on the move. So vastly different and you're still engineers, but vastly different Mm -hmm. types of missions and trying to like go from learning one thing to another thing is, you know, like you said, it's always something in the Army. You don't know until you're there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you had to do a lot of running. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's no joke. I had a
0: battalion commander when I was in Alaska because I was an airborne unit. Our unit was 725th BSB. And before he left command, he was like, We're gonna run 7.25 miles. And he was like, Let me choose the hilliest route. And he was like the kind of commander who just wanted to know he still had it, you know? And he would <laughs> he would go out hard charging just to see how many people he could break off and then he'd get to a certain point and he'd wait and let everyone catch back up.
1: Mm. But yeah. I luckily did not have that experience. I think my brigade commander knew he was more fit than never. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't have to prove himself. He already knew that he was more fit, yeah. so he kept it at a nine-minute mouthpiece. so I'm thankful for that. But I did go on a many runs, and, you know, mm-hmm. everyone runs in Ardennes, so oh. that's just how it goes. But, yeah, I did try to break my guys off a few times, so. Hey, I feel like you got to,
0: especially, you know, as a as a woman, sometimes, like, they come in thinking that you that's can't true. run. That's and true. so you got to show them. Actually... I can run.
1: That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had an NCO try to tell me that I was like slow or something like that. And then he saw me in the PT test. He was like, ma'am, you are fast. I was like, why would you think that I was slow to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they just need a reality check. They do.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you... Okay. I'm asking this for me too, since you're in the area. Have you been running? Do you still... Are you... Or are you less into running
1: now that you're up here?
0: Because if you're into running and you ever want to run...
1: Just let me know. So I am into running. So I'm not running as much as I used to, but mostly because me and my husband did a 100 mile challenge in, I think, September. And that broke me off. Now I was just like, you know what? I'm good on the running for a while. So I'm just taking it easy. Yeah, <laughs> We weren't even doing it for anything. Like, not, yeah. we're not doing a marathon. We're just crazy. So after that, I'm like, I'm going to chill out for a sec. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that.
0: I didn't run nearly as many miles. And after I ran the 10 yeah, miler, yeah. I was like, oh,
1: for a little bit. So we considered that too, but that was yeah. literally right after our 100 mile challenge. We were like, mm-hmm. do we want to do that? So we didn't. But yeah, you and Amanda are like yeah. marathon runners now.
0: Yeah, we did do a full marathon back in the career course days. Um mm-hmm. uh- <laughs> So, yeah, and when me and Amanda, our career course overlapped a little bit. So there's the Capital to Capital Trail that goes from Richmond to Jamestown. So it was really nice to train on. And honestly, we like talk every now and then about doing another marathon, but I don't like I think it was just like the right time, Mm -hmm. the right opportunity Like having someone to, I don't think I could have done it if I wasn't training with someone else. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I don't know if I could ever do a marathon regardless, like my husband says, let's do a marathon. I'm like, but why?
0: (laughs) I will say it is probably the most rewarding feeling I've ever had. Like when we cross that finish line, I, yeah, it's like hard to explain it. Felt like
1: such a huge accomplishment. I bet. I mean, I couldn't even imagine running for that long. I mean, I've done, you know, 12 miles, 13 miles, but double that? Oh, I can imagine. That's a long time to be running. It is. I think it took us
0: like four and a half hours. And there were definitely the longest training run we did before that, which is our own fault. But our schedules just didn't work out because I left earlier than her. From the career course so the furthest we ran before doing it was 18 miles mm-hmm. so
1: mm-hmm.
0: that means yeah so we did eight extra miles for the marathon and there were definitely <laughs> the thank god we did it in portland oregon because the weather was mm-hmm. nice like it was cool it was like overcast That's originally nice. you can ask amanda originally some of our options were portland oregon key west florida and then, like somewhere else on the East Coast, you have been dying. And yeah, Amanda was like, "Ooh, Key West." And I was like, "No, <laughs> Amanda, no,
1: we cannot do that. We're See, gonna die." You... Always been <laughs> the voice of reason in your fresh show. Okay, <laughs> I will not disagree <laughs> with that.
0: <laughs> so we did do it in Portland, Oregon, and thank goodness we did. But there were definitely points like. Especially around mile 18, like between mile 18 and 26, there were different points where she would get in a funk and be like, mm. I don't know if I can keep going. And then like I would motivate her. And then a mile or two miles later, I'd be like, I don't know if I can keep going. And then she would be like, no, we got to keep going. So, yeah, I think I don't know how people like run marathons by themselves. I don't think I would have finished if it, if I wasn't running with Amanda.
1: That's great. Yeah. That's great so i applaud you guys oh
0: (laughs) i all and you know i do think about doing it again and then i'm like i just don't i don't think my toenails would survive (laughs) because (laughs) the 10 miler they were very bruised and i was like oh no i was
1: like i think the 10 miler is (laughs) like a good goal it's safe you know Mm. you can do it i don't know if i'll do anything more than the army 10 miler ever again yeah I already signed up for a half marathon in April.
0: Also, let me pull up my notes. (laughs) Because I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm just a masochist, I guess. All right. So, you did mention that you are married, and I know you've been married for a little while now. So, my question for you is. What is one of the most challenging things about being married and what is one of the most rewarding
1: things about being married? Hmm. So, the most challenging thing I would say is, you know, speaking the same language, right? The mm-hmm. communication aspect. And me and my husband, we didn't move in together or like really combine ourselves until after we got married. Mm-hmm. So that was a adjustment. Uh, it was just like a lot of new newness, you know, going into a new area because we had just moved to Fort Bragg, trying to navigate through COVID, you know, being new captains. It was just a lot to try to figure out at one time. Mm-hmm. And our communication, like we were talking to each other, but like we weren't speaking the same language. Yeah. And it was very hard. It took a lot of work to like really get us to the spot where we are now, where we're able to like actually communicate with each other and have that other person truly understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, and like beyond just low languages, like that was an aspect too that we had to learn. But, you know, when I say this, when I do this thing, this is like what I really mean or I'm try to communicate it better. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me, I had, like, expectation, like, hey, you know me. We're, like, we've been together for a while. I just expect you to just pick up on, like, my cues. And he was just like, no, I'm not a mind reader. I can't do that. Like, I need you to, like, tell me how you feel. And that was hard for me because I'm just like, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we did end up doing uh marriage counseling, which I thought was like super helpful because that person was there to say, You guys are literally saying the same thing. You're just mm-hmm. not saying it in a way that you guys can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Janice. Hey Janice. <laughs> I was, she was so helpful. And then she also called us out. Like, she, like, was an old lady, but she was not afraid to be like, no, you're, you're wrong. Like, you should reframe how you're saying this or really consider how you're feeling right now. And, like, one of the things that she said to us is, first day, like, why are you here, right? You have to decide, are you here to... Make some magic happen because she can't do that, right? She's not a magician. She's not able to just pull love out of her pocket and put it in your marriage. She's You guys got to commit to making this work together because if one person's out, it's not going to work. And then just really figure out together, you know, what the issue is. And she's really just like a mediator. And that was kind of shocking to hear at first because, you know, people always talk about, oh, marriage counseling or counseling in general. And you Mm -hmm. think that this person's gonna transform your life. And really it's like you two putting in the work and that person's just there to provide that like third person observation. Mm -hmm. So again, that was super helpful. Like once you realize like it's really just us two figuring it out together. And we're the only ones who can make it work. Like that counselor is not gonna pull out some magic study to say, Oh, if you do these five things, right? If you no, this person's love language, so that's going to automatically fix your marriage. is not it. Like, it's going to take work. So that was, like, the most challenging because I thought, you know, our love would be enough. Yeah. I love you. You love me. That should be enough to make it work. But no, there's so much more that goes into it, especially when you have very demanding jobs and other factors going into it. You have to make a commitment to each other every single day, which was something that I learned. You have to choose to make the marriage work. And something that I love about our marriage is very, I think, flexible, honestly. Like I was saying, like, it is, it has been, like, kind of like a roller coaster. But I really learned to just embrace and enjoy and love where we are in that moment. And not try to, like, think too much into the future or, you know, where we came from. Because that was, Mm -hmm. like, an issue, too. Oh, we had had these problems in the past. Like, how are we going to move from it? But, you know, once we decided to stay together, once we decided to, like, be a married couple and to be happy, like, you gotta leave all those issues in the past. So, like, just embracing the moment and, like, loving where we are, I think is is refreshing.
0: Wow. That's, like, such a mature answer. And I'm really (laughs) impressed. And uh, it's funny because I was just listening to on purpose with Jay Shetty, he was interviewing Michelle Obama. And one of the major things that they talked about was like marriage. And I think they've been married for over 30 years. And yeah, communication was like definitely one of the big things that she talked about. And so there are a lot of like parallels to, to what you were saying. And the fact that like, they've been married 30 years and she was saying it took, you know, it's taken a lot of work to get there. And another parallel was just like choosing, like continuously choosing that person and putting in the work with them. So I've also seen like your part about communication you were talking about that is really interesting. And I kind of noticed in like my past relationship that didn't work out is like there's a difference between just like communicating with each other because you can communicate. Mm -hmm. Lots of words can be exchanged, but it's are you comprehending Mm -hmm. what that person is saying to you? And, you know, it's really hard Mm -hmm. when that comprehension Mm -hmm. isn't there, even if you feel like you're trying really hard. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I yeah, that resonates (laughs) a lot. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad I'm not the only one. Who was like, oh, yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, once you like you have expectations, like everyone goes into a relationship with expectations Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of like what you like and you don't like, Mm -hmm. and then trying to be able to explain to that person or just understand that, you know, maybe your expectations aren't realistic, not saying that it's not valid, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we're human. Yeah. And there are certain things that just can't happen. Like, my husband is never going to be able to read my mind, no matter how yeah. much I want him to. Yeah. <laughs> and it may be frustrating sometimes because I'm like, man, like, I am I'm so flustered with you right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to put it into words. I just want you to understand. But, like, he can't do anything with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, taking a step back to say, okay, what am I really mad for? Like, yeah. what is really upsetting me? And then trying to go from there. Like, okay. I am upset. One of the things that I learned is, um, um, I forget what it's called, but basically you say, I feel this way. It's like I sentences or something. Yep. So instead of saying, you don't listen to me or you never do what I ask you to do or saying you, 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 you're saying mm-hmm. I feel, or, you know, I would like for you or, you know, something that like makes it about like you and your feelings and like how you're, experiencing that, that situation versus putting that person because mm-hmm. then they're going to automatically get defensive so again like it's just stuff like that that I've learned like okay I can communicate better so that he can understand and he can com- communicate better so I can understand so but yeah marriage counseling Like, even if you don't have any issues with your spouse, like, if you just do it, you'll learn Mm -hmm. skills and tricks and you're just like, oh, dang, I can't do this better. Yeah. And I
0: think a lot of it goes with just, like, individual counseling, too. There's probably a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't need that. But it's, like, mental health and, like, relationship health, how you communicate is very similar to physical health, too, to where, you know, you're supposed to do these annual checkups, Mm -hmm. like, all of these things that you do getting immunizations are preventative Mm -hmm. so going to like individual counseling or marriage counseling is preventative so it can help you know nip issues in the bud before they even happen i agree yeah so well that was cool yeah man so both of you are still active duty yes so how is that being In a dual military marriage, how
1: has that presented some challenges? So it's good and bad. I would say, for the most part, it's been good because we've been able to kind of be not on like the same rotation or cycle, but you know, we arrive to a new place together, we leave together. When we were lieutenants, we were in the same brigade, we deployed together. So that was very nice. We were in command at the same time. So, like, it was, I think it was good because we were able to knock out that hard assignment together. But it was also hard because it yeah. was a very hard assignment. Yeah. And both of us are, like, stressed out and trying to navigate work and then trying to not bring it home. But yeah. then you're getting phone calls at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, dang, you're going to phone call and I got to wake up early so I go to PT. So it's like trying yeah. to balance that was difficult, but I'm glad that we were able to do it at the same time because I was able to, and he was able to talk to each other and say, hey, I'm having this issue. What do you mm-hmm. think about it? And we were able to bounce off ideas and then our schedules were kind of similar, even though like we didn't have a schedule. I was working like 12 hour days. <laughs> Insane. But yeah, it that part isn't that bad. I mean, now we're in a spot where it's really tricky because he's about to deploy mm-hmm. by himself and I'll be here. So it'll be our first time kind of experiencing like that separation as, yeah. a, as a married couple. So, yeah. you can know, yeah. ask me again in a few months how I feel.
0: Yeah. And I know sometimes that can be like the norm for mm-hmm. military couples because not always the case, but there are some military couples who... Because of like their specialties or their branches just end up at different duty stations mm-hmm. and things like that. And I know that has to be extremely challenging. So at least y'all have been fortunate that mm-hmm. you've had so
1: much overlap mm-hmm. up until this point, which is good. Yeah, so hopefully it continues yeah. after he comes back from this deployment. But yeah, that's we were just talking about that mm-hmm. on my drive over here, how our timelines may get messed up a little bit because yeah. his deployment is supposed to be a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then when I when he comes back are we going to ILE so how are we going to manage that it, Yeah, it's a challenge now that we're in this weird spot but hopefully once we're done with school yeah. we can kind of get back into the normal rhythm so we'll see how it goes but hopefully we're now one of those couples who get battalion commands in totally different locations and now we're separated hours mm-hmm. and we have kids and trying to figure out who the kids go with so that's, that's yeah. when it gets super hard what's his branch? Logistics.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's
1: at least both of you have very...
0: To where your branches are typically can go almost anywhere, yeah. which is nice.
1: Which is probably why we got so lucky so far. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully it continues. Okay. So we're going to step
0: away from like the military question. We are officially in the new year. It is 2024. Almost 10, <laughs> almost 10 years since uh, you graduated. But my question for you is if you could use only one word to set your intentions for this year, what would it be? And I can't take credit for this. I took it from my supervisor. (laughs) We had to answer this question and I'm happy to share mine if you need some time to think. But yeah, my supervisor made all of us answer this question on Monday. Okay. So I'll go first. My word to kind of like set my intentions for this year is connection, mostly in the sense of like social connection. I think one of the things that I struggled with in Colorado was getting as that social connection when I was there. And then also just feeling connected with like my family because I was so far away. So for me, like that is a big intention for me this year even with having like school and the the podcast helps. So don't get me wrong. But like making sure that I still, you know, prioritize social connection even when things are getting busy and mm-hmm. chaotic. So that's my word for this year.
1: I think mine is probably gonna be intentional. Also go with newness, but I think intentional is a little bit better going from command into this new assignment has been a transition initially I thought it was great I was like oh I gotta take a knee this is so yeah. easy it's such a great assignment I don't have to worry about anyone but myself but since I've been there for six months like all the newness has like kind of gone away and mm-hmm. now I'm like Okay, what do I do now? I'm kind of, I'm antsy. I'm like, okay, I want to, you know, be productive. I'm, like, ambitious. I I want to have a bunch of goals. But I think this is, like, a time where I just need to sit back and, like, mm-hmm. really just be intentional with, like, where I'm putting my time. Because mm-hmm. this is my opportunity to, like, have rest and take a mm-hmm. break and not overwhelm myself. Because once I become a major, I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to have time to have to myself. Yeah. So you know, I think it's good to be productive. That's just my personality. But then also, okay, I need to really just embrace like not doing too much.
0: Yeah. No, I totally get that. And I don't know if it's like the army that makes us antsy because we are used to like constantly like changing jobs Mm -hmm. and moving. I find myself, yeah, always like I'll get to a new place. Like when I like with Colorado and then I was starting, yeah, to feel like that antsiness again. And even moving here has been great, but my mind is still always what's next.
1: Yeah, exactly. So trying to like not worry worry about what's next. And okay, I have a goal. It's not too much. It's achievable. I can take little pieces at it and, you know, just chill. Yeah, so definitely.
0: So kind of tying into that, what are some things that you currently do, or now that you're trying to be more intentional about it? What are some maybe things that you like to do to kind of like promote your mental and physical health? Mm-hmm.
1: This is a good one. So, um, hmm, let me think about it for a sec. So, <laughs> because I'm just trying to think, what do I do to yeah. refresh myself? And physically, I don't know, working out by myself is kind of boring. So mm-hmm. when I was in command, I was doing organized PT on my unit every yeah. day. So I got used to working out with people. And now being able to PT on my own has been like a struggle. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't feel like the same motivation I like do it because I know like I need to stay in shape, but it's yeah. like not the same like type of motivation I had. So like, in regards to physical fitness, like that one, I need to still work on. Like maybe I need to join some kind of like class, but I don't want to do CrossFit. So I got to figure it out. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but in regards to like my mental health. So I am in sorority now and hanging out with the organization has been like super refreshing to me. And maybe it reminds me of Mary Baldwin mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, a little bit of you. will maybe that's why I like it so much. But it is, I was just talking to some of my source this past weekend, how I love being able to be in a, in a space where I can just be me. Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about proving myself, trying to be like the best of anything, mm-hmm. trying to show my worth, basically. Yeah. Like, I could just be who I am and they accept me for who I am. And they're like, hey, if you want to volunteer and support, like, we welcome that. But if you just need a break, we welcome that as well. So it's very refreshing, especially like mm-hmm. coming from the military where it's always on go mode. You always gotta yeah. be your best. It's being in an environment where it's just you're just girling out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just wants to like look pretty and just yeah. like, you know, serve if that's mm-hmm. your if you're capable of doing that. Um so yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now where I could just be surrounded by a group of women who are, like, super smart and powerful and and great um, and then not feel like, I need to compete with them or I need to be on their level or, like, just Mm -hmm. any kind of comparison. I don't feel like I have to do that at all. I just can be in their presence and be like, dang, you're bad, man. Keep doing your thing. I support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I did notice you're wearing the green. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then it we've was,
0: got this. Isn't quite the same pink, maybe, but we got some pink in the background. <laughs> one of my m- one of my favorite social studies teachers, Mrs. Garns, was a member of AKA, and so she always had the pink and green in her classroom. And maybe some people call this brown nosing. I don't care. But there were two teachers while I was in high school that I helped throw surprise birthday parties for, uh-huh. and so hers for hers her theme was pink
1: and green oh yeah i'm sure she loved that it was a lot of fun yeah it's great i I think it's just kind of like what you're saying about connection just like having Mm -hmm. you know like-minded people there to support you and not have to put like a extra mental burden on you so i think it's super important
0: yeah i think the Actually this book right here that I'm have my laptop on top of, Atlas of the Heart by <laughs> Renee Brown. I kinda talked about this in Kat's episode is like that sense of just belonging mm-hmm. where it's just like effortless. And I think that's why I've enjoyed this podcast so so mm-hmm. much is because that sense of belonging, that feeling that I felt, you know, comes back and it's just so easy to connect, even if some of the people I've interviewed I didn't know as well, mm-hmm. personally, it's just been like seamless and flawless and it's been a lot of fun. So, That's great. Yeah. yeah. So I do have a couple more questions. Are there any projects? I, you did kind of maybe answer this a little bit or organizations or hobbies that you're getting into or want to get
1: into especially now that you do have more free time? Yeah. So great question because before I didn't have time for any hobbies. Yeah. But yes, I am a member of Alpha Cup Alpha Sword Incorporated and I spend a lot of time supporting my local chapter. I serve as the vice secretary now. So that is a lot of fun and it takes up some time. But in regards to hobbies, I do enjoy watching a little bit of anime. I haven't done it recently though. Um, But I was also learning Korean and it was super hard. So I've taken a break because it was like one of those things where it was kind of like stressing me out. Mm -hmm. I was committed to it for about six months and I was doing it literally every day. And I was just like, this is a lot of work. So now I'm refreshing myself. So I feel like it's something that's kind of taken away my joy because I really enjoyed it when I first started doing it. And now I'm like, oh. How to do my Korean, or I'm gonna fall back and I'm gonna forget stuff. But now I'm just like, okay, when I want to do it, then I'll do it. So, but yeah, Korean's fun. Are you looking to travel there or maybe get stationed
0: there at any point?
1: You know, I don't even know how I ended up trying to learn Korean. I thought about getting a station there with my husband's. No, we are not getting a station in Korea. So that's off the table. But I would love to visit and it would be great to talk to the locals if mm-hmm. my skills get better. But I mean, I love Asian culture in general. And, you know, looking at anime, I'm like, dang, should I do Japanese? And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little too hard for me, especially because I'm trying to learn it on my own right now. Mm-hmm. So I settled for Korea, and I was just like, you know, I'll look at some Korean dramas, and maybe that'll help me, which (laughs) it hasn't, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I was stationed there for a year, Mm -hmm. so I definitely, 100%, like, if you can at least get there for a trip, I think Korea's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's, yeah, the food's good. You might not expect it, but they know how to party. They like to drink. They'll get you... They'll get you messed up on
1: that soju. Oh, look! Yeah. I had a Korean lieutenant when I was in command, and we had a military ball. It was her, her platoon sergeant, and one of my other LTs. All of them had smuggled in soju, and I—this was my first time having it—and I was like, "You guys need to get away from me because I can't even taste the alcohol in this thing." That's
0: why it gets you, yeah. So you're like, oh, this is good. It is good. Yeah, they call it like giggle juice because before you know it, you're giggling because you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could go back and give college Jasmine some advice,
1: oh gosh, what would it be? Hmm. What would it be? I would say hmm, study a little bit more and embrace the classes that you have to take outside your major. So I absolutely hated any class that wasn't in the STEM field. If it wasn't biology, and I hated chemistry anyway, but chemistry was something I had to do. Math, physics, I love physics. If it wasn't any of that, I did not care. Like, I remember I had to take this art class and it literally was the worst thing ever. I hated every moment of it. And I wish I could go back and just like embrace doing something different. Yeah. And then like, I took a British literature class, which was also terrible. (laughs) Absolutely hated that, too. It was so hard. But I think partially just because it just wasn't what I was used to, mm-hmm. I just didn't put in as much effort or I couldn't appreciate what it had to offer. Now that I've experienced life now I've gone through different things mm-hmm. and met different people, um, I think my appreciation for doing things that are outside of what is naturally comfort comforting mm-hmm. to me is better. And I wish I... I appreciated it a lot more, and I wish that I would have graduated with better grades. <laughs> Not that my grades were bad, but my husband's always talking about, like, oh, I had a 3.8 GPA. I'm like, whatever. I'll take my my boring 3.0. Hey,
0: you were taking some hard <laughs> subjects. You were <laughs> like, I loved biology, chemistry, math, physics. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm good for you. Good. I took, I started off pre-med and I did like biology, but chemistry, I was like, "Mm." chemistry was a beast now. I was like, this is not for me. And then, yeah, I took like an international relations type course. Like I think it was international politics to cover one of my gen eds. And I was like, oh yeah, like why am I doing pre-med again? This is clearly what I'm good at and what I should be doing. I'm more of a humanities girlie yeah.
1: for sure. Yeah, I didn't take any like uh, sociology or psychology classes at all, just because I was like, oh, that's dumb. I'm not interested in that. And I'm like, dang, especially now because I am. Um, I have a terrible habit now of self help books. <laughs> 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 I will listen to any self help like podcast or audiobook and. Now I'm just like, dang, I wish that I would have at least taken a class to like just get a little bit of taste of the the human psyche. But yeah, in college, you can tell me nothing. I was like, if it was not STEM, I did not care.
0: Yeah. And I feel like when we're younger, I don't know if it's just something that we don't feel like we're interested in. We're just like not going to be motivated to do it. And then as we get older, I think like our interests just broaden. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, actually, I do want to know more about this. But it's your choice. To want to know more versus like someone saying, actually, you need to take this because it's a gen
1: ed requirement. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But looking back, those classes weren't bad. Yeah. Professors were good. The way it was structured, structure was nice. I just didn't find motivation. I had to take that ethics yeah. class with Dr. Scott. Oh my God, it was terrible. I was just like, I hate it here. <laughs>
0: No, I, I I get that. Even as a humanities girly, some you know some are some are more challenging than others to to make it through. But okay, so uh, this is probably the best I've ever done on time. So this is amazing. Ooh. So shout out to you. The pacing has been great. So my final question. Well, yeah, it is. It, it's kind of a question, or I guess. But I tend to do this. <laughs> At least I haven't. I haven't done it in a while. I've been bad, and i forgot. i forgot to put it like in my notes, so mm-hmm. I forgot. I like to give people an opportunity if they want to shout out anyone or if you have any like plugs of like how people can follow you or different things you're doing. You can do that because I know like Amanda was on here and she plugged her Amanda eats travel page and, and stuff wish- like that. I don't really think she updates. She. <laughs> Oh, shot smart. She did. She did just update it when we went to Puerto Rico, and we had a whole conversation. She wasn't sure. She was like, "Man, at ILE, I just haven't had the opportunity to update it as much." And we're like, "Well, we're in Puerto Rico now, so get to see." Get that's why you
1: need a good <laughs> a good group of people around you yeah. to keep you motivated and push you. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Let's see. Shout out. I don't know. Shout out, World Class of 2015. You my girls. Shout out to Janice. You oh, also my girl. <laughs> if you need marriage counselor in Fayetteville, hit up Janice. Let's see. Shout out to my husband. He said he's gonna watch this, so I'm hold mm-hmm. him to it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I mean, I, if you want to follow me, I'm kind of boring on social media, but it's gi underscore jasmine. <laughs> and hopefully she'll tag me because you'll probably spell my name wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like to double check to make sure I <coughs> don't spell <laughs> anyone's name wrong. Although I do have to admit, I really I know the math. I graduated in 2013. You were two years after me, but for some reason, I said 20 or I said 2014 earlier. So I apologize.
1: No, it's, it's 2015. Okay. I know. We're just yeah. it just all blends together. It does. It does just blend yeah. together. Oh, oh my gosh. Weird. Yeah, you should. You should add the picture of us at your graduation doing the handshake. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) We
0: should do that. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We didn't get the backstory of, like, how, like, we were friends in college. So we had a mentorship group or program in VWO and... Also between cross country and that. So my mentor was Amanda, which is her best friend. And then my best friends were Kimberly and Carolyn. And they were, shout out. And they were excellent in greatness. What was y'all's little nickname? (laughs) (laughs) Little nickname.
0: Our little nickname. Oh, my goodness. This is how I know he didn't listen to the pilot, but that's okay. Because a- oh. we naturally brought it. So, if, for those of you who haven't seen the pilot, me and my best friend, Amanda Harrison, went by the nickname Greatness and Excellence. Amanda is Greatness, and I am Excellent.
1: Yeah, and then somehow me and Kimberly became, like, baby versions of that. <laughs> So there's a really cool, because they, I don't know, it's like this handshake or whatever. But when they graduated in commissioned, then we were like doing the same thing. So it's just pretty cool. And uh, yeah, me and Kimberly also commissioned and we were roommates in El Paso. So yeah, it was pretty cool. And I can't believe it's been so long since we've seen each other. But yeah, we we're pretty close. Went to a few Apple E's together. <laughs> <laughs> that we won't talk about on the podcast. Yeah,
0: it's so funny when everyone talks about Apple Eve when they mention that as being their favorite. We all just like giggle. <laughs> it's like we all know what that means. But, it's yeah. unmatched. It's. Yeah. I mean,
1: we didn't have a homecoming at one so like mm-hmm. this was like our yeah. like version of something similar to a homecoming. But it was literally the funnest weekend at one
0: I did I think I did talk to Amanda about in her episode about how I can't remember who missed cross country practice, but <laughs> I don't know if it was both of us or one of us or I don't know, but someone missed maybe both of us missed practice on Apple Day.
1: Oh, I can believe and, it, and uh, yeah, it was not good, look, well, just thinking about in Mary Bowen in the. Foolery that went around, <laughs> insane. And you just brought back a memory of oh, Amanda. No? It's not, <laughs> Amanda. Okay. I, don't have any, I don't have any embarrassing memories of that's you, good. but <laughs> I remember it was raining and we had to run outside in the rain. And Amanda's running in a shower cap. I mean, that was
0: not... that, that happened every now and then for sure.
1: <laughs> I would never forget that because that's just on par with her personality. Yeah. I remember
0: whatever, it was like the regional race or whatever Mm -hmm. for whatever division, I don't know, region conference we Mm -hmm. were in. And it was in Tennessee. And yeah, it was raining. (laughs) It was raining. And so, yeah, Amanda wore a shower
1: (laughs) cap. Wore the
0: shower cap for the race. And, yeah, of course, I just remember me and her were around the same speed. So, of course, (laughs) there was some guy in the audience. I guess I don't I can't remember. Oh, I think his daughter was just in front of Amanda Mm -hmm. or maybe like behind her. And he was like, you better catch up to her. She's wearing a shower cap, for God's sake. Um, But. You know, that made Amanda run faster. I'm so, sure it did. So, One
1: thing about yeah. Amanda, if you say something, she's going to get motivated yeah. to do the opposite of what you just said. Yeah. So she's going to prove you wrong.
0: So yeah, that was his mistake. But yeah. Yeah, you're. I think Apple Eve gets crazy. And then even I just interviewed Emily Carroll and she was talking about how like, one year, maybe it was their senior year, they made the hundred jello shots mm-hmm. for Apple Eve. I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's intense.
1: <laughs> I just also, since we're talking about shout outs and plugs, I just want to say that you and Amanda, I, and I just lump you guys in together <laughs> because you guys were always together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you guys were, I mean, and I'll just talk about you in this moment, but, um, you guys were, you were such a inspiration because you were smart. I mean, you're athletic and you like literally were someone that we could look up to, especially in the army program. Uh, you just seem to like really have your stuff together. So I am very happy to come back and, you know, help with your podcast and reconnect and. I kind know. Of let you know that you were someone that we were able to look up to, thank you, so
0: no, I very much have one of my favorite things about being in Viwell and just knowing all of the cadets, and I think that's why I'm so interested in teaching and then even being in higher education is just I love seeing that growth, mm-hmm. like where people start and how they grow. And so I love following everyone. In V will and seeing how they're doing and you're like crushing it jump master (laughs) like girl I'm scared of heights I'm airborne qualified but I'm scared of heights so you won't catch me at jump master school so I'm I'm just so impressed by everyone's achievements and just like the maturity especially now that it's been you know almost 10 years or so since a lot of us have graduated it's just, yeah, been really impressive and empowering to see like where
1: everyone is at now. I agree. And it's crazy just to see how the different directions have taken us. Mm-hmm. Everyone kinda of has their hands in a little bit of everything. It's wow, I didn't even know you were interested in that yeah. and just to see them flourish in that environment. So but I do credit Miraball when a lot. I really do love the experience that it gave us and the ability to kind of grow in a safe space and Mm -hmm. then also like figure out who we were because in college you have no (laughs) idea who you are no idea but literally everything was so inclusive and everything was so empowering you know I was talking to my husband, I think, the other day, and he was saying something about, you know, colleges being rowdy or, you know, people fighting or something like that on mm-hmm. campus. And I was just like, we never had those issues on Mary Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to, you know, any of the the chaos that no. normally happens. And I was just mostly maybe it could be because they're not meant to fight over. <laughs> Or whatever yeah. the case may be. But again, it was so chill. And we had a lot of fun there, too. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: And I think because it was smaller, because of the area it was in, it really does force you. I mean, Vivo forces you, too. Mm-hmm. But to connect with the people who are there. And I think a lot of people who are there have, like, similar goals and mindsets. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it is just, it's it's hard to describe like the energy. But yeah, it Mm -hmm. was just like more laid back than the co-ed environment and more opportunities to shine. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, oh, my goodness. It's hard to believe it's already been over an hour. Oh, my God. Has it really? Yeah. It it flies. It honestly flies by. This is why I always go over because I never want the conversations (laughs) to stop. But this has been so wonderful and it's been great to chat with you. And I am so
1: grateful that you were willing to take time out of your schedule and, and come chat with me. No, absolutely. I'm glad that you invited me because this, it was a great opportunity to connect. And hopefully other people will support you so I can hear their stories too. Yeah, I'm, yeah,
0: I'm excited. There's so many people. Uh, like, yeah, I wish I could do a new episode every week because <laughs> there are just like so many people that I would love to talk to. And I think even after talking to Colonel Patrick, I'm excited, you know, to kind of reach out to a wider variety, whether that be women who graduated, you know, in the 60s or 70s mm-hmm. or 80s, different during time frames and even different schools to see mm-hmm. how, you know, their what their experiences were mm-hmm. like. Because no women's college is the same and they're all unique. So I'd like to learn more about the different traditions and mm-hmm. stuff. So, but... Yeah, thanks again for being yeah, here. thanks. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the All Girls School podcast. But before class is over, please take a moment to subscribe or leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts. If you enjoy video content, head over to our YouTube channel. At All Girls School Podcast, where you can watch and listen to each episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at All School Podcast, and you can email us questions, stories, and more at The All School Podcast at gmail.com. That's it for today. Class is dismissed.